Hello everyone, it's Friday the 22nd of April and welcome to episode 102 of the Kite Podcast with me Ben Eagle and me Will Evans. Today on the podcast we're focusing on health and nutrition and no, before you think it, that's not because Chris has decided to join Becky and myself in marathon training. Though maybe if enough listeners suggested he did, I'm just saying, it's yeah. because we have a nutritional mm. scientist on the I'd show. Sponsor Chris. <laughs> Dairy UK recently held an event called Stronger for Longer, which showcased its finding from research covering a range of topics from preserving muscle mass and strength to slowing bone loss and the nutrient richness of dairy foods in ageing adults. We'll be talking about dairy and nutrition from a number of angles today with our guest Erica Hocking, who is Senior Nutrition Scientist at Dairy UK. We're also joined by Kite Managing Partner David Levick, our podcast producer and senior kite consultant Becky Leach, and as always by everybody's favourite dairy market analyst, Chris Walkland. Chris, over to you for the Milk Market Report. Where are you this week? Well, I'm bringing you my report from my future retirement home. Because we're talking ageing today, and there's no one in the industry ageing faster than me, <laughs> apart from John. <laughs> All the important uh, Zoom calls I have to pretend to be listening to takes it out on a man I'll have you know. And because I'm not getting any younger, I was very excited when Dairy UK's press release entitled Keeping Older Adults Stronger for Longer dropped into my inbox a few weeks ago. <laughs> hello, 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 I said to myself. Kaboom! No need to reach for the blue pills now, eh, lads? <laughs> <laughs> All of us manly punks oh, need now. I was not expecting that. The is... Sorry? I wasn't oh. expecting that one. <laughs> well, I was very surprised. All of us manly hunks need now before we go on the pull is a large glass of blue top milk and a chunk of blue cheese. How fabulous is that? <laughs> Personally, I can't wait to see this stronger for longer claim on the side of the milk bottle, I must say. So well done, Dairy UK, for getting that past the medicinal claims police. So I'm here I'm looking forward to hearing what our guest has to say about it this morning, and I see from her profile, she has the initials R.Nutter after her name, which must stand for a right nutter. And we love nutters on this show. She'll fit right in. There's enough nutters in there. You do realise that that actually stands for registered public health nutritionist, don't you, Chris? He does now. <laughs> you can see the penny dropping, can't you? <laughs> yeah, well, mine's, mine's funnier. Anyway, we haven't heard from her yet, so she could be a nutter as well as a nutritionist. And working for Dairy UK, she has to be a bit mad after all. <laughs> anyway, without further ado, let's go to the markets. And last week, I said I wasn't that optimistic for the GDT then I was right not to be. The index for the second of the auction of April drooped 3.6%, making it a hat-trick on the trot, a hat-trick of drops on the trot. So definitely topped out there, I'd say, and I think China's COVID issues and shipping problems are not helping. The average price settled at $4,850, 
uh, compared to nearly 5,000 at the previous auction. And it means it's now back to its February level. Arla's S&P dropped for the second consecutive time by over 100 euros. And the EU powder markets lost no time in following suit, as you'd expect. Uh, Dutch SMP dropped 80 euros on the official listings to 4160, but that's still higher than what the traders are saying now, which is 4,000 euros to 4,100. So there'll be another drop coming next week, I guess. I think buyers have done their buying for the time being and are sitting back a bit. Uh, just watching the market. And I think the EU uh, milk volumes might strengthen their resolve. February looks as if it was up a bit on last year by around half a percent and thus reversing a five month run. Uh, Buyers will take any news like this as a positive sign. Uh, Butter also seems to have come off its tops again. And whereas it was 7 to 50 euros last week, it's quoted 100 euros lower now, but still at record levels. And together, butter and skim powder convert to a farm gate ampy price in the high 40s still. So way above what most farmers are getting. Uh, cream in Europe seems to be riding higher, eight six fifty euros or two pound eighty five a kilo in our money. Here, though, it dipped over Easter to two fifty five ish, but now it's in the mid two sixties and on the climb to two seventy. I hear so a bit of progress there. On the futures, alas, in New Zealand, whole milk powder, skim milk powder, butter, AMF are all down this week. You'd expect that after the GDT. And on the EU markets, again, expectedly, skim milk prices were down. But butter, surprisingly, I think, held up pretty well. So a bit of good news there. On cheese, it looks as if prices in Europe for Gouda have strengthened again. Cheddar stable at 5,600 euros, which is 4,675 sterling here and significantly higher than the UK price at four. 550. But I also think Mots may also have come off its top as well. The spot milk was in the doldrums due to breakdowns and still seems to be in the early to mid 30p range, possibly because of Easter uh, and the overhang of breakdowns. But production is better than expected. And some processes are saying they're up 1% on where they expected to be. So that's it from me. I'm now going to listen to our R.Nutter Nutter guest, Erica, and our complete nutter of a guest in David. <laughs> After that, I'll be napping in my chair again with the old folks and waiting for John to turn up. <laughs> Bye. Thank you, Chris. I hope you uh, hope you settle in well. Erica, welcome <laughs> to the show. <laughs> You now know what you've let yourself in for. <laughs> um, can, you, can you introduce yourself to the listeners? Yeah, so thank you for having me on the uh, podcast today. Um, yeah, so I am a nutter, but and hopefully I'm not nuts. Um, that stands for uh, a, a registered nutritionist. Uh, so I'm registered with the Association for Nutrition. Um, and as you already said, I am the uh, Senior Nutrition Scientist at Dairy UK. 
I'm also a member of the International Dairy Federation, and I currently act as deputy chair of the Standing Committee on Nutrition and Health. And I also chair an organizing committee for the, their um, annual nutrition and health symposium. And so at Dairy UK, um, the nutrition team are at the are sort of on the front line of uh, emerging dairy and nutrition science. And as well as supporting our members with all things nutrition, uh, we also produce evidence-based nutrition and health resources that communicate the benefits of nutrition um, and dairy throughout the life course. Um, and these are for consumers and health professionals like uh, health visitors, midwives, um, dietitians, nutritionists, uh, carers, dentists. Uh, so basically anyone and everyone who wants to know more about dairy and nutrition. Fantastic. <laughs> and as, sorry, it's just as part of our remit, we also regularly organize events and conferences like and webinars and yeah, for health and, uh, and talking of events, um, tell us about the Stronger for Longer event. Um, why was it organized? Uh, what what happened there? Um, and, and who is there especially as well? Yes, sure. So, um, you know, we've all been cooped up over the past few years. And so we haven't had the chance to host any conferences or meet people in person. So uh, the webinar seemed like a good compromise to try and bring people together to communicate the benefits of dairy. And it's really important for us to try and keep in touch with health professionals they don't often have time to read all the literature themselves, um, but it's also important that we regularly in, that we keep in touch with them because they regularly interact with consumers and they provide uh, diet and nutrition advice. And also more recently, they have been talking more about sustainable diets and lower impact diets. Um, so I'm sure you have noticed um, there's often a large focus on the benefits of dairy and nutrition sort of more generally for young children and often healthy aging and older adults are often overlooked or uh, the topic is seen as being quite negative. Um, But at the same time, we all know that people are living longer today than any other point in history. And the goal of health health systems globally is to make sure that older adults are stronger and healthier for longer and that they have a a good quality of life. And um, obviously you will know that dairy is uh, rich in several bone building uh, and muscle building nutrients, which are important for healthy aging. And we hear a lot, but we also hear lots of misinformation about dairy and sustainability. So last month, we brought together three experts to showcase the the research that relates to dairy and healthy aging and its role in in sustainable food systems. And is this a sort of new event? Is Is it something that Dairy UK have done before or is this a new concept and using the medium of Zoom? Uh, yeah, so we have we started doing uh, webinars just at the end of last year, nutrition webinars, that is. Um, so it is a little bit new to us at, uh, in the nutrition team. Um, I think some of our other colleagues have been doing other types of webinars for a bit longer. But yeah, this is it's kind of a new thing for us. Uh, and are you getting quite a bit of interest in, in terms of outreach, in terms of numbers? Yes, uh, we have. I mean, we have quite a big um, sort of 
database of uh, nutrition and health professionals. Um, so they often regularly or like they would order um, things from our website or, you know, put our publications. So we've already got a big sort of um, outreach of, of health professionals that we keep in touch with already. Um, so, yeah, it was just about sort of reaching out to them. We, we used to hold conferences quite regularly and um, because we haven't been able to do that, we haven't been able to get everybody together. Yeah. So it was really important that we just, yeah, we want to keep that connection and uh, yeah, keep things going with them. The speaker lineup looked really good. And when I sort of reviewed it afterwards, there was some some uh, good sort of science that was being. I don't think there was much particular new science, but the the context and what was brought forward, and especially with that sustainability aspect, was was really good. And I think did you have Mitch Kantar on? Yes, we did. Uh, so uh, we had three experts. Um, we had Dr. Sandra Iliano from the University of Melbourne in Australia, and she is sort of well-renowned for um, doing research on bone health, especially in older adults. Um, and she and we also had uh, Dr. Lee Breen from the University of Birmingham, and he is well-established in the sort of muscle and healthy aging um, sort of topics. And then we also had, yeah, as you said, Mitch Kantar from the Global Dairy um, platform in the US. So he got up really early in the morning and <laughs> came to talk to us. <laughs> so, um, but yes, and Mitch is also, uh, he also is an academic as well. So uh, he... He is a, an associate professor at a university in the US as well. So yeah. we had that, those acad- the academic side of it, which is really what healthcare professionals want to hear about. Yeah. And, and what, what kind of feedback were you getting from those healthcare professionals after the event? Yes, we uh, had a lot of really good feedback. Um, you know, we also we asked them, you know, for um, we asked them if they could comment on the event and they they really found it interesting and they enjoyed the speakers. They thought the speakers were excellent. And they're also, uh, you know, talking about topics for our future events as well. So coming up with ideas and making suggestions about what they want to hear about. I suspect, well, one, I think, Erica, you need to um, make sure you send the recording of this event to um, to Chris Walkland and David Levitt, because um, I think both of them are at that sort of age now where this oh. sort of information. <laughs> Actually, it's uh, Becky, who's the senior consultant here. <laughs> oh, straight back. Oh, David. Let me, let me win. Erica's a senior nutritionist as well. So, uh, yeah. What, what sort of feedback, because um, uh, David and I have had um, multiple uh, uh, conversations. David is a dairy nutrition enthusiast. Um, as a, In fact, we were planning his retirement uh, <laughs> programme yesterday, weren't we, David? We Not that you're going anywhere from the Kite family yet, but because um, <laughs> you've spoken, David, haven't you, about sort of the, there's almost chunks of demographics. It would be interesting to hear what the feedback was from the healthcare professionals about sort of future events you know that one was focusing on the older and the senior generation but what was their feedback on other types of events that they would like or would like you to focus on other age demographics yes so I mean I think one we 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 do have a lot of um, health visitors um, so they are interested in younger children's diets and um, we need to do more on that 
There's just so many. There's just so many areas, aren't there? You know, when you start taking taking milk apart, and you look at the protein, you look at the fats, you look at the minerals, the vitamins, everything's in there. It's a natural food, and it is the best food on the planet, is it? You know, at the end of the day, I know we're a little bit biased, but but the reality is, it is the best food on the planet. It's got all of these things. And it's been totally missold in the past. So yes, I agree. But, I think this this dairy products have so much nutrition and good things going on. It's actually quite difficult to get them all into one sort of bite-sized um, chunk that is relatable to everybody. Um, it's easier to just to take bits apart and tackle them individually for different demographics, like you know, healthy aging or. Uh, younger children's adults, uh, a diet, younger children's diet, sorry, um, or adults and what adults need. And then there's also the vast research on uh, non-communicable diseases and the benefits that dairy can have for uh, protecting against obesity, um, its role in type 2 diabetes protection, heart disease. You know, it, it's just there's so much going on. It's really the hard to sort of communicate it. Yeah. And yeah. cancer as well, you know, virtually all cancer types are reduced by by uh, using dairy products, eating, consuming dairy products. It's just incredible. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's very strong evidence for dairy protecting against bowel cancer. So, yeah, that's a really, you know, important and problem that affects lots of people as well. It's getting, getting more of a problem. So. I mean, David, yeah. in, in terms of uh, the events themselves, why do you think these sorts of events with, with science at their heart are, are so important? Um, I think I think it's really important that we get these events out and available to the general public, to the consumers. <clears throat> it's important that that uh, that we influence people out there. So it's it's vital that we involve science. Science is, um, in particularly in 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 the cases that you know, and and well, first of all, congratulations, Erica. It really was a brilliant webinar, and I do encourage everybody that's listening to uh, to 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 get it on YouTube and to listen to to the uh, uh, to the three speakers. They were inspiring, and. When you look at science, you know, we're not talking about one or two trials here. We're talking about hundreds of thousands of people that have been um, um, watched and and, uh, fed different diets over two years. Uh, Sandra's uh, um, part in that was was uh, was saying that she was working with 90 care homes like the one that Chris is sitting in at the moment <laughs> Na- 90 90 old age pensioner uh, 90 old age pensioners homes uh, around Australia and they were looking over over um, over a two year period and they weren't they weren't stuffing food into them they were just giving them some f- extra fortification um, using dairy products and and staggering after that two-year period there was 33 percent reduction in fractures 46 percent reduction in hip fractures the biggest problem with with 
people that get to that stage in their life is is that they can't get off the loo, they fall over a lot, they break bones. David, we don't need a resume of you last week, for (laughs) God's sake. (laughs) So, Chris, this is something to look forward to. Um, But but when you can get that sort of reduction in, in health issues, the people we need to influence are the NHS politics, politicians these are the people we really need to get this message to um nhs is struggling the resources aren't there uh, people are falling over um people uh, aren't able to look after themselves in their own homes because they're not strong enough that's the fundamental reasons why most people end up going into some form of, of care facility so we've got some fantastic information here uh, and it's really really good but you do have to take it with a big pinch of salt because uh, science was one of the problems when the coma report was written in the 70s and the coma report basically came out with a with a statement saying that saturated fat is bad for you and and the message that came out was let's stop eating dairy products you know and 50 years on here we are we're only just getting back to the point where we're actually declaring to the world how fantastic dairy products are so so the the impact has to be with the people that that we can influence they will take science very very seriously and hopefully the right scientific message uh, will come through um I, I guess the other thing the other thing here erica is is uh, is to say that you know, Dairy UK, it's great that they've they've embraced this because Dairy UK is a processor-led organisation, isn't it? So I, I remember going to meetings back about 10 years ago at Reading University, um, and I was really quite disappointed that at those meetings, looking at very, very similar things, uh, there were hardly any processors at that meeting. And there were no retailers and there were no people to influence. So we've got that opportunity now to make a real difference. So that, that you know, that's that's my that's my take on all this is that we we can use this science, we can use this brilliant feedback, we can use this evidence to make a real difference. Just ask a question: Is is the fact that dairy is so good for so many def- demographics and so good? in sort of multifactorial ways is that actually working against us a little bit from a selling the story perspective do you think could be possibly um i think some of the people might agree with you as well um it is just so vast and it's really hard to sort of you know break it all down and in and make it you know do it all in one go you know it's uh it's it's easy just to break it down into I mean I, I don't know if you've seen our website but we kind of break everything down for different age groups and yeah. uh talk about different health aspects you know so there's the muscle and the bone health there's the heart health you know it's it's really much easier to break it down for consumers to understand it a bit you know in, in bite-sized pieces can I just say that for a very small team, I think Dairy UK really does punch above its weight in terms of the communication that it does and tries to do for for all of the sectors because you are a small team and 
you know very dedicated and yeah congratulations to you on that front thank you we we do work hard (laughs) (laughs) it's a level of impact and influence isn't it because actually all those healthcare professionals listening to that advice you're not just speaking I don't know how many people you had in the sort of virtual room but you're not just speaking to 50 or 100 or 500 or 1000 are you you're speaking to those people and the 5,000 people that each of those deal with aren't you so you're sort of amplifying the effect Yes, exactly. I mean, this is why it's really important to have this connection with health professionals, because they do talk to the consumer, um, they are their patients. And, you know, some health visitors, they, they'll say, that, you know, communities sort of uh, nutritionists and dietitians, they go out and they talk to lots of people every day and across the week and across the year that sort of it really does mount up to a lot of people. So, mm. yeah, and it's a lot easier for us to, to give um, the information to the health professionals and for them to then take it and use it how how they they are allowed to use it um, you know so sure. they can they can break things down even easier for for them to understand than what we can probably mm. because they talk to them every day so David um, we're in a time now when people are getting increasingly concerned about the cost of living um, but at the same time wanting to have as much nutritional bang for their buck. You work with a lot of smaller processors in the industry. How much of a focus has health and nutrition been for those processors historically in terms of their marketing? Oh, gosh, that's a, that is a tough one, Will. You know, at the end of the day, um, I, I don't think very much marketing is done on the health benefits of dairy when you look at individual uh, processors um, you know basically they're they're selling on the back of uh, superb taste and flavor and nice to have uh, nice to have products on on your cheese board or or with your yogurts or, or whatever um, and, and and that's great that's really good you know people come back for more if they like it but you know this is a great angle, and it's it's something uh, I do a lot of is 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 trying to talk about these health benefits as as well. But but I I really have to say that there's very little marketing done on the back of um, on the back of the sort of things that we've been talking about this morning. You know, but this is our time. This is our opportunity to go forward and actually do something positive here. Uh, you know we've got a we've got a, a a situation where milk production across the world is actually reducing and we've got a, a growing world population that needs feeding you know china have taken the lead on on identifying how much milk product uh, how many grams of milk product and powder uh, each of their adults should be consuming you know and they and they've doubled the amount on, on their recommendations um and that's very very much driven on nutrition uh, on on nutrient density in the product and also on the health benefits so um you know we've got to take a leaf of of of, of something like china here uh to, uh, to to actually grow our business, but the industry is shrinking across the world, you know, and the population is getting bigger and bigger. 
you know, politicians need to look at this and say, well, how are we going to fix this circle? We need the most nutrient dense products we can get. And there we are. The dairy industry supplies all of those. Erica, can I just ask whether the nutritionists that you work with are generally uh, pro-dairy or have been um, influenced heavily by the uh, alternatives and view dairy um, in a more negative way than they perhaps did 10 years ago? Um, I think people are still very supportive of dairy and dairy products, especially the, the people who work with older adults because they really do see the value of how nutritious and dairy products are. Um, I think with younger children um, as well, we've seen a little bit of a change, um, maybe people trying to get them not to consume as much dairy as possible, um, as before, sorry. But they still are very, very keen to include dairy in the diet. Um, I think we need to do sort of um, tackle some of the misinformation around dairy and sustainable diets and show that dairy can be part of a lower emissions diet. Um, but I think we've still got a little bit of work to go there. Has that, been, that reduction in dairy in children's diets been driven by parents or by health, health professionals? Uh, it, it's been driven by campaigners and activists. So, um, you know, there's been um, people are trying to get um, plant-based products on the agenda at schools. Um, and trying to, um, which is fine, people can have a choice and they should have a choice. And if they don't consume dairy, then, you know, they sh that should be there for them. But we really need to sort of stress that dairy products are much more nutritious and they are a completely different product to these plant-based products. Um, they, you know, they's, they've got a lot of established science behind them, yeah. whereas in dairy has, but not for the plant-based products. There's, there's just not that evidence that there is for dairy or for milk, particularly. Yeah. And, and, and with Dairy UK's new information coming available at events such as the Stronger for Longer event, David, is there greater opportunity to make more of that nutritional message? I think so. It, it, it is. It is about targeting the the right audience at the end of the day, isn't it? And, and I think we all have a responsibility with people that we talk to uh, that have no connection with the dairy industry, so we can actually spread that word uh, and the importance of it. But it but it is so difficult, and a lot of fashion comes into this as well, doesn't it? You know that people have uh, you know go to plant based diets. And um, uh, it's very fashionable to do that, you know, and they don't realize the damage that can be done by not having that balance of, uh, of nutrition. You know, I read somewhere recently about 60% of, uh, of young girls are, uh, are, are deficient in, in, in iodine. And, you know, we, 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 can, get, we can get all of that from... Um, you know, from from drinking a glass of milk a day, you know, it's it's quite remarkable what what messages actually get out there, um, and we've got a huge we've got a huge hill to climb, but um, you know we are getting there. And a couple of years ago, Dr. Michael Mosley on telly was uh, well did did a couple of fantastic uh, television programs looking at 
fat in dairy and and he was completely converted he started at the beginning of the of the episode being skeptical listening about all these uh, these uh, negative stories that come through uh, but at the end of it he was a huge advocate of dairy and that goes out to millions of people he's very watchable you know those those are uh, the sorts of uh, people that can make a huge difference very very quickly for sure i mean that that, that message is as david said it is quite difficult isn't it erica i mean there are lots of different elements to this how do we deal with the complexity behind the messaging and get to the point whilst also staying close to the science yeah it's a tricky one um i mean we we have to work very closely with our communications team try to make sure that we're not too sciencey um you know pull things back a bit mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah it we it, it takes a team effort to uh, to to get these messages across and um you know and like you say it is they are very complex so yeah just stripping them back to the bare minimum um, and hoping that they don't just wash over people is, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tricky, tricky one to balance. Definitely. Okay, can I just ask, I do a lot of nutrition work with animals, uh, with dairy cows and calves. And one of the things that um, um, I sort of bang on about quite a bit is protein quality. And particularly with carbs, when we're trying to rear them, get the, mass, the maximum amount of growth, um, uh, and we and whey protein is probably the highest quality protein on the planet that we can give our carbs. Would you say that that's the same in human nutrition? And yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. So um, I mean. When uh, Lee Breen was talking about some of his studies that he's done, um, or other people have done as well, um, he looks at um, whey protein or versus beef, and it's actually has uh, whey protein has more uh, amino acid, a better amino acid profile than yeah. um, beef, and it's more easily absorbed. So, um, one of the really good things about dairy products is that they are high in an amino acid called leucine. Yeah. And leucine is very potent for uh, muscle building and repairing our muscle tissue. Yeah. yeah. I'd definitely say, yeah. It is yeah, one yeah, of the is. most absorbent um, proteins that we have, which is really why it needs to be in a sustainable diet because there are other things don't match it. So you, you have to consume more of something to get the same effect. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. And, and um, you know, the when you're looking at a growing animal and i guess it's the same with a growing child uh, if you satisfy those those needs then then you don't only get the growth but you actually get better immunity as well so, you know you, the the immune function works a lot better when you're satisfying all of those growth needs so it's uh, it's you know it's just a really good news story so what's next for dairy uk uh, in terms of exploring, explaining and discussing this subject more? What, what have you got? What plans have yes. you got? Oh, well, I mean, promoting nutrition is, is really at the core of uh, everything that we do at Dairy UK. And uh, webinars are a really great way to sort of engage speakers and for speakers to bring the topic to life. Um, but we also um, provide dedicated space on our website for healthcare professionals 
um, so they can access the latest peer review academic literature and science on dairy and aging and um, you know we as well as providing the public with accurate and easy to understand information we also provide health professionals with consumer friendly messages so they can pass them on to their clients and obviously we tailor resources like our downloadable publications and posters um, to provide information on the nutrients in dairy and the health benefits um, so really, this webinar was just one of many that we are planning um, to have, uh, yeah, and we will um, be having lots more webinars this, later this year as well. So, is there um, one for youngsters like me? yes we would really like to do something on uh, children's nutrition but then there's also like look there's just so many topics um for adults as well um you know we, well, I've, got, I've got four daughters and we get through uh 24 litres of milk a week wow. in our house so we're doing we're doing <laughs> wow. our bit <laughs> Strong bones in offer. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Chris. I was going to say, Erica, ever since Becky had her son, she has only fed him fizzy pop. What do you have to say? About <laughs> <that>? <laughs> Here's a number for childline. <laughs> I know I know Becky's a, a big runner as well and um uh and muscle recovery is such a huge part of this isn't it and you know we we uh, we see so many sports drinks and pops and things to to recuperate the energy part of it but it's actually all about protein muscle recovery isn't yeah. it at the after a, after a, you know i've seen becky looking much and much older at the end of a, of a long run <laughs> and you know within 20 minutes after, after the end of the run uh, after she's drunk her milk <laughs> <laughs> you rode 26.2 miles and see how it ages you. <laughs> Before you said that, I, I was going to say that if listeners are interested, if scroll back and go back to the episode with Barbara Bray because we we talked about that uh, that subject with yeah, that one. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I mean, pro protein is uh, is just as important for younger people and uh, adults as it is for older adults as well. So Dish. Yeah. Sure. Is, is, yeah. is milk is milk any good for for filling up a big hole that David's just dug for him? <laughs> <laughs> Volumes are down, Chris. There's no way enough to fill that hole. <laughs> okay, um, that's all we have time for today. But a very big thank you to our guests, Erica Hocking, David Levick, and of course to Becky Leach and Chris Walkland. Yes, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next week. But for now, it's goodbye from all of us here.